0: Hi everyone, Sharice again, here before the live stream audio to tell you that this was our second live stream and the audio issues somewhat continued, in particular the first 11 minutes my audio has static and cuts in and out and improves after the 11 minute mark. In addition, in case you missed episode 200, what I said at the beginning of that episode is that the reason for the switch is because Eugene and I had some life schedule changes and in order to keep this going at all, we needed to decide on a system that allowed us to cut down the time we were putting into it. The live stream allows us to cut out the post-production part and the subjects we're talking about allows us to cut a little bit of the prep work. So anyway, here it is. Please enjoy. Please be aware that sometimes we refer to things that we could see on screen at the same time together. All right, let's get into it.
1: All right, we're live.
0: Good morning.
1: Dude, that was frustrating.
0: That was frustrating. It was frustrating because I was so sure that the problem did not lie with me. Um, And that got me uh, irritated. Irritated. So
1: long story short, Cherise would log on and I couldn't hear audio. It was literally just static, like crackling and static. And we were trying to change different mics and whatnot. And nothing actually worked until we just refreshed the browser. And it was... It's really okay.
0: frustrating. It's really frustrating cuz I was like so positive that my mic was working and it kind of felt like you were gaslighting me into believing what? that my mic wasn't working as in like it yes, couldn't that's... be working. I'm so glad though that I had my MacBook Pro so I could like irrefutably indicate that actually the mic does work.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what the issue is. I'll have to email support and see hey, if Hey, do the... I sound any better than
0: last week cuz this is the blue?
1: no it sounds about the same to be honest
0: damn sad sad news sad news
1: i guess that's a that's a bit of um anti anti what you call it it's what i'm looking for anti-commercialism where you're actually anti- on air
0: anti-commercialism on,
1: anti you're basically not selling the yeti mic.
0: anti-consumerism this is the opposite of selling an a product or yeah. you could say it is a Pro consumerism and selling the iMac.
1: Perhaps, perhaps. perhaps. Uh, so, what do we do between last week and this week?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, this is somewhat, this is going to be somewhat relevant. So, it's not just banner, but you won't find out how it's relevant until later. I went for uh, my first hike with our new dog
1: oh yeah how was that how's dog life been being a dog owner good
0: good good um this is dumb because i have a video
1: are you gonna show this video now that we can show stuff
0: yeah but it's on my phone (laughs) that's dumb right hang on Okay, I will try to like, simultaneously tell you about the hike and pull up the video at the same time on the computer. Ambitious uh, goal here. Um, yeah, so we walked from Wan Chai at the police museum to Aberdeen and And we weren't, we we're a bit hesitant about bringing the dog because we've only adopted him for two months now. There is yeah. always, you know, you run a slight risk of the dog running away or yeah. not, or getting scared, not necessarily intentionally running away, but getting scared and then not wanting to come back or whatever it is, right? you know. Um, yeah. But anyway, it went really beautifully. I'm really uh, thankful. Let me, I'm... I got it, I got the idea, let me show you. Oh dang! I don't have permission to share my screen. We're just gonna have to live with not seeing oh. the. Uh, Dude, this digit. is just
1: nightmare after nightmare of technical issues today. This
0: is a whole lot of. Do you have your WhatsApp open? Sorry, what? Have your WhatsApp open? I do. It's going to be so dumb, Brett. I'm going to send right, you the All
1: right, sh- I'll share it from my side. i can share a video. All right. Send it to me and I'll, I'll, I'll share it.
0: Send it. Send it.
1: Your audio is kind of coming in unevenly. I wonder if it's <sighs> my side. Anyways...
0: I am not in the best.
1: I think that's on my side to be honest. But anyways. Um
0: I've learned from last stream. Sorry, this is like definitely, you know, just how the sausage is made, but I learned by rewatching the stream that actually the room I'm in is less than ideal because the room itself is very echoey.
1: Well it's not it's not even that. I think it's the connection. But i think it's like i mean it's probably not your fault it's probably my fault yeah so
0: many different possible factors to this um but yeah i mean i guess i can talk a little bit more about the dog adoption that would be like the life the major life update which somehow didn't make it into last week's episode uh my partner and i adopted a dog about two months ago he is 16 months old we named him koopa K-O-O-P-A after the turtle in uh, the Mario games. And it, it has definitely been like a commitment, but like, of course, you know, every any pet is a commitment. And I feel like we did budget for it, budget, budget as in like, not just money, but time and resources. But yeah. I think there have also been surprises. Um, yeah. That's how like, I actually thought about this whole like dog adoption, Including a dog in my life in relation to the subject we're talking about, but I did send you the video. Yeah,
1: I can't download it. It's not letting me download off the browser, so I don't.
0: All right, guys, no video of Koopa, which is really sad. This is just
1: a shit show right now.
0: It's not a shit show. It's um the reality of. Attempting something new, I think. I mean, I'm like a generally very optimistic person. So, like, that's how I would spin it. This is very much showing the um, challenges of attempting a different process.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're learning. We're learning. Okay. What about you? What's new since the last time we spoke?
1: Nothing, man. Just, uh, I don't know. Just, it's, it seems like a lot of, a lot of. I mean, I think a lot of the stuff we'll talk about today in our topic is actually pretty relevant to, like, I guess just the stuff that's been going through the last week or so. Just, like, thinking about, fuck, how do I spend my time? I think that's a big one. I mean, things are going to change soon, but um, I think that's a big one. Because ultimately, it's like, things are going to change in the next, like, three weeks, literally. And then how I'm going to adapt to that. What changes like our? It's like it's one thing to always have choice, it's another thing that where choice is sort of pushed in a different direction, right? Obviously, when you bring uh, you have a kid or whatnot, like that, that's the reality of the situation. You kind of need to like redefine your your priorities, which I'm not against. It's just that, like, when you're so used to having things set up a certain way because you want you've set it up on your own accord, then it's like that's where things are gonna be different right because now obviously someone else is someone i have to be subservient to rightfully so obviously i don't have a better word to say it nor do i you do you need
0: parenting being subservient to a new being
1: subservient hero. to your child basically i don't know i mean right. it's like the closer it gets the more exciting it is but at the same time it's like just it's kind of taking it day by day right like i've never done it before so i'll just kind of roll with it
0: yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's the only attitude to have, right? I mean, I guess not. I guess you could have the attitude that like I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm going to like make a prepare in every possible way. Which, when it comes to parenting, there is like ten million different things that you could read or look up. But also, like you said, you can you know see what comes your way. You don't really know yet exactly.
1: Yeah, like psychologically, I feel like that part is actually easier than the physical part. And I don't know if that makes sense. It's like, Hey, you know what? I think the physical part of like no sleep, et cetera, like that, I just don't really enjoy working on less than ideal, like physical preparation. But I mean, that's just the reality of it. But on the flip side, like I think psychologically, there's probably been a lot of things in the last five years that just like have been, I guess would prepare you for this in a way, like just like, utter frustration disappointment and i'm not saying that kids do that right but i think it's just the the full like swing of emotions that might lead to this but also i think also one thing too is i was talking to a friend and he said that the the one thing that actually changes a lot is in a world where i think you 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 know me as someone that that inherently f- is really strong about like sort of merit or like you i i don't want to kind of mix up the words but like, you know basically like providing people like an opportunity right and it's like whether I know you or don't know you or you like you've proven yourself like I'm happy to provide an opportunity but on the flip side when it's like your own blood it's like there's probably going to be a shift where you personally feel like I'm going to try to provide an an advantage towards my child right whether they deserve it or not I think that's going to be the interesting thing it's kind of uh, something that I'll probably have to contend with Does that make sense? I think it's something that I never. That's probably one of the newer thoughts I've had to
0: contend with in the last last few weeks. Uh, hello. Can't hear you. I don't know. Your mic totally cut out. Hello yeah
1: Yo, you're ba- you're back hello?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah I was I'm sorry I was God so many tech troubles. I was muting and unmuting so that the mute could maybe like help with some of the echoing, but then the most recent time that I unmuted it just didn't bring me back. Um, okay anyway uh, I was but thinking, anyways oh,
1: on the, on the positive side, your audio is better now.
0: okay. I was gonna say, What you're saying totally does make sense. You know, like your strategy for dealing with, you know, all the people in your life who are, you know, maybe not your family and your wife, right? So just everyone else, employees, coworkers, friends. Like, I I don't, I don't think that that's going to be like the exact strategy you're going to have in relation to your own child.
1: No. Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's not possible
0: that. It's not possible that you would, and it's not necessary either to like see your own flesh and blood in this sort of like um, not related to me way, like the way that you would treat me or Alex Malin, you know, or someone yes. else. But what I was going to say is um, about the not being able to prepare for the physical aspect, I can understand how that can be like a little bit anxiety inducing at first because you didn't really get to like, you know, so you, again, you don't really need to, you don't need to like practice being sleep deprived or practice changing diapers and carrying a stroller. And do you know what I mean? Like all the physical tasks that you'll have to accomplish. And yeah. it's like really interesting about parenting or any big life change that in the first couple of months, you're going to suddenly become really good at all of these physical skills.
1: Yeah. I mean, I looked at my my sleep track um my sleep tracking ring and i think on average i sleep maybe six hours a night, under seven anyways like six and a half hours nights and I like, i think that ultimately i don't know how much more give there is there like i don't think i could necessarily operate on less than that and that's already i think on the low side right so i you think you that... surprised yeah i don't know i'm sure you get used to it
0: but also i mean we're it's interesting because we discuss off air preparing for today about like how this is different from like old version MIU, but I can feel like the old habits of MIU kicking in. Cause I know what we're going to talk about. And I like can feel myself trying to set it up. Yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say is that in terms of like this coming six months, you and, you know, you have made preparations to give yourself slack.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. The child. I, th- yeah. I think so, too. Um. Well, well, you've, you've let the cat out of the bag, Teresa. Should we just get yep. into it?
0: Let's do All it. Right. Let's do it.
1: We didn't even do the intro. We're, we're so lost. We it.
0: were it so a- frustrated by the tech issues that it completely uh, threw me off. It threw me off my groove. I was excited yeah. this morning, and then we did 30 minutes of uh, troubleshooting.
1: Yep, yep, yep. But, uh, yeah, so I think for us, the new format for, I guess, this segment is going to be more macro with the support of a micro article or link, right? Is that a fair way of putting it? That's probably not the best way of explaining it. Basically, we have a big idea or theme that we want to then support with some sort of literature. Yeah. So how should we do it, actually, now in this new way? Do we just, like, kind of talk about the...
0: I think you're still going to have to do the broad strokes of the subject.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. I mean, feel free to stop me if I'm missing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Anytime. But, but in short, I think one thing that, that I've realized as of late is just like how being overly optimized or, or striving for efficiency, I think especially in this creative type of, work we do like at Adam studios and making or whatnot it's it's it has like a time and place but I think that you have to recognize when it's time to push and pull and what kind of spawned this was I think my own personal sort of like um discussion like someone the other day said like hey I'm tired of like half-assing things and for a second I was like oh shit like why are you saying that like you know there's a and I, honestly I'm the one that knows most uh I guess most intimately, how we set up projects, how we budget them, what type of work we're trying to get out of it. And I think I might have been a little bit taken aback, but at the same time, I also realized that they were probably correct in the sense that at any given moment in time, like, you know, you're, you're trying to do a certain, create a certain outcome and certain outcomes have different levels of execution that are required. So to give an example, um, let's say I give you, uh, ten dollars to do something right do you spend all ten dollars doing it and leave yourself with you know zero margin do you spend seven dollars leave yourself with three do you spend two dollars leave yourself with eight etc so i think that knowing what is on the out- other side of the outcome is what you decide uh you know how you want to execute a project but for me like you know i think in the first half of the year we we grinded really hard to just get us to a point where we could hopefully have like some sort of breathing room. And I think it's kind of a push pull because we recognize that while we were grinding so hard, I I think that just by virtue of limited time and resource, how do you call it, maximization. So basically like trying to get the most out of your dollar and just try try to save as much money, you're obviously gonna leave, you know, you're gonna create certain outcomes and they're not always the best creative ones. So I think that I've now gotten to a point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? What's the point of you spending so much time to create a buffer and a margin of safety if you don't actually apply that margin of safety into something uh, a little bit more valuable to yourself, right? Because I think on a financial side, like, yeah, we've built a runway up and that's all fine. That's great. But then what's the point of continually adding to a runway if it's not satisfying? It doesn't create great work, right? So I think that's sort of like probably more more of a contextual like reaction to why this was interesting uh, to me.
0: That makes and sense. Then, that makes
1: sense. Yeah, and then I guess what I can do is I can share the the actual article itself, um, that comes courtesy of uh, Farnham Street, which is if you guys aren't familiar, it's I don't know, it's hard to classify. I think it's kind of like this interesting sort of like management type uh, site slash platform. And what they do is they talk a lot about. Uh, let me pull it up first. Hold on. Just talk a lot about like how to think like mental models like how to be better at your job how to be more creative etc but it's primarily angled at like i don't know i guess c-level people like people that work in, in high positions kind of like management level people and this piece titled efficiency is the enemy um is an interesting one because it starts off with the i with this story of a uh, you know a person who goes into an office uh, and and dresses up as a janitor, and over the course of like a few days, he just he just looks into the whole behind the scenes process.
0: Like not that's totally not an accurate description of the intro.
1: Well, no, it's like okay, you go you go and take over. Then I mean, the
0: key I key thing is that he time travels. The key thing, okay, the setup is that the author. I like the setup. It's like fictitious, which yeah. I think is an interesting prompt as well. So the author. Pretends that you can time travel and you go back in time and you observe your business idol in their office.
1: Super valid because I definitely was paraphrasing and I was skimming. Good thing you're 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 such a. It was like an eight minute
0: read. It was like an eight minute read. Anyway, so it's like, (laughs) do you have a business idol? I feel like you don't, but I don't say who's like an iconic businessman from I don't know like Steve Jobs. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's more Steve recent, Jobs. but val- valid because, you know, he's unfortunately not here anymore. So let's say you get to tra- time travel back in time and observe Steve Jobs in the early Apple days is like that Yeah. this intro is like that. And what yeah. he observes is that there's so much downtime. And at first he's like kind of taken aback, like, how come nobody is working? Everyone's just kind of like sitting around and then yeah. he you know, in this story, the protagonist reaches the epiphany that it's very important that people don't have constantly stuff to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that what that means is that you're not always like heads down. But I think that's the one thing that has been challenging for, I think, a lot of us that haven't been able to travel is that oftentimes traveling and being in a new place, new surroundings, being on a plane itself, which is opportunity to have time to yourself where you're more often not unplugged right you know you weren't you weren't kind of like walking like if you go to portugal on a trip you're not going to spend your whole day on the internet right same same on the plane like unless you're getting a wi-fi package you're most likely just going to be you know reading sleeping whatever maybe just like your own personal time
0: yeah i mean i i see vacation as valuable or like travel as valuable in that way but i think even like you drawing on travel as a way to demonstrate the way we take downtime is interestingly also indicative of the societal problem because like it, you what you're saying is that we're so bad at having nothing to do that we actually have to schedule something, a vacation, a trip to Portugal to make it so that we don't do anything. Cuz yeah. we're not comfortable with just being at home or being at the office and not doing something, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah
0: so I think that's really interesting that you would draw and travel in that way.
1: Yeah, and to kind of continue the story, there's one other protagonist we'll say that comes into the story in the name of Gloria. So, to be honest, Gloria is kind of like a PA. Is that She's is secretary. that yeah, secretary, right? And so basically, just,
0: it's a little bit misogynistic, but remember, time travel. I'm, I'm helping you out here. I feel like I do a better job on this. Thank you. What the time traveler observes is that the secretary is the CEO's right-hand person and seems to do in particular, nothing at all. But then after like a day's observation, he sees, oh, actually her sitting around doing nothing, allows her to respond to the CEO's request immediately. And therefore, this person is really uh, effective, responsive, flexible. I mean, I copied the exact quote that you have at the bottom of that screen. All that time Gloria spends doing nothing isn't wasted time. Yes, it's slack excess capacity, allowing for responsiveness and flexibility. The slack time is important because it means she never has a backlog of tasks to complete. She can always deal with anything new straight away. Gloria's job is to ensure Tony is as busy as he needs to be. It's not to be as busy as possible. And this was really interesting to me. This was probably the part that, like, I took away the most was this idea that, like, when we are completely scheduled and packed, anytime we try to fit something else in our lives, it means we're dropping something.
1: Yeah, and I think there's a lot of cognitive load to shift things around based on priorities, for better or worse. Like, you know, And also it- loss.
0: Like, you feel guilty because yeah. you... You recognize, oh, I had to put down A in order to pick up X. And like, was it worth it? Is it worth it to put down A to pick up X? Like, when can I pick up A again and like put down B or whatever it is? Like that's so much, like you said, like cognitive load. That's so much like additional decision making that is stressful and makes you like doubt whether you're doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's something that we'll need to kind of address in in terms of like just the general I guess how do you put it two things kind of cross my mind number one I don't think everyone is deliberately trying to ram their schedule but I think at some point you know it does become overwhelming because you're just looking at like a to-do list of things right that's one way of looking at I think on the on the flip side is that optimization itself and like being super efficient also has limitations meaning at some point, it's like you almost need to, like, find an innovation within your own process to find new capacity. So, you know, let's say you start off with whatever reason, like, you use a, a handwritten to-do list. At some point, maybe that becomes insufficient and you have to learn a new, a new piece of software or you have to, like, hire and onboard somebody to help handle this stuff. Like, that's also an issue because I feel, you know, I've always been – someone that pushes the idea of optimization but sometimes when you're always on this mindset of optimization you you have to always be innovating as well because there's always someone that's like oh the new piece of software comes out or there's a new a new technique and the flip side would be can you simplify your life and by simplifying your life that in itself changes uh you know how much load you take on but i think to go back to the ultimate thing is that in some ways slack is really important obviously we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves because we're only like you know a third of the article in but i think that efficiency itself kind of that aims to to squeeze you for every single kind of waking moment is an issue or a challenge because you just don't have time to let ideas sit with you and and marinate you're always like hey i have to deliver xyz within you know the next two weeks because that's the deadline and sometimes you know, obviously to run a business, you need to be able to adhere to deadlines. But I think that if you don't have this space to let yourself just to kind of like roam around and let ideas sort of percolate, you're always going to be kind of stuck, right? In terms of just like, hey, what's the thing that comes first? What's the idea or solution that comes first? That's not always the best solution. And this is, once again, using my own anecdotal experiences, like, you know, within, within um, the way that, i've worked in the past is that there are certain people that are very like hey i have 10 things on my to-do list rest assured i'll take care of those 10 things and there's other people that like oh yeah i'll I'll get to it i'll try to do it um but sometimes they'll be like three days late three weeks late but at least you know that when it comes it's going to get done so i think that's one way of also being considerate of how to spend time and and resources and effort
0: yeah i mean You know, another way that we could have set up this topic, or to say like the broader themes, is that it's also talking about burnout and recognizing when you are overloaded. And I kind of i i both accept what you're saying about being innovative in your work processes. The idea of switching from let's say a handwritten to-do list to you know an app or you know a service, but also, I I really I do go along with this author and the the main recommendation, which is that you need to make more time in your life, like as in do less, not do, you know, as much in a really optimal, innovative way, but literally do less. Because when you say like innovate work processes, like that says to me, oh, I'm still going to do 20 things but they're going to be like super efficient 20 things and that's how i make room for all of them whereas like i am a big fan of the idea actually you don't need to do 20 things you can do five you can actually just cut your entire workload by you know a quarter
1: yeah i mean i'm I'm kind of in this weird spot because there's certain projects that we've taken on that have not followed the process properly and then things fall apart towards the end But then you're just sometimes cognizant of the fact that a startup maybe doesn't need the same hardcore buttoned up process because it's still risky. It's still yet to be fully validated idea or concept. So, I mean, this is like all well to kind of be loose and to be flexible. But at the same time, like repeatable outcomes need some sort of guideline or playbook. So it's like the goal, you know, if there's anything that I've, I've continually need to kind of unlearn is that you can't really uh, operate in the extremities because in the end it has to kind of average out somewhere towards the median. And I'm I think that you
0: don't have like a guideline or a playbook, but I think I'm arguing that like your guideline and playbook doesn't have to mean fast.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like I totally agree. I, I get what you're saying. Like you don't want a process to be sloppy, to be like all over the place and messy and people are out of sync and don't know what they're doing. Like that's, that is bad but also you know the the opposite of that doesn't have to be oh therefore like efficient and quick and everybody gets things done like in a two-week timeline it can be intentional that your playbook is like a two-month timeline and i know that you have like realities as a startup that you know you have to take on a certain number of clients and meet certain deadlines and Maybe it is, it is a really difficult decision for you to make to be like, actually, we push back against this. We cannot do this in like a shorter timeline.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I have a meme. I put it in the Notion.
1: All right, let's see it. I guess i got to pull mine up. I also had not a meme, but a quote. It's probably hard for people to see it. But it's this Austin Kleon screenshot. It says, creative people need to sit around and do nothing. Which I think is pretty valid. I mean, you know, even even me personally, I I, I recently had an experience where I, on a Saturday I was able to like, on and this sounds crazy, but I was like on a whim, able to just go and go to Art Basel, which is like an art uh, yeah. an art event, on a Saturday afternoon for like two hours, and I didn't have to be like, oh, let me let me cancel something or let me like feel bad about it. Just went and did it.
0: Yeah, that's really good.
1: It sounds so trivial in the grand scheme of things. Though, you know what I mean? Like, dude, man.
0: Eugene joined. What do you mean by trivial?
1: I mean the fact that I had to like feel good about finding two hours in my in my fucking life to go to Honestly, bar, that should
0: think, be the norm.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like I shouldn't I shouldn't feel like there's some sort of uh
0: Oh yeah, you shouldn't feel like you have to like point it out.
1: Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's your little
0: This is my little meme. I actually saw this pre- previously, not in relation to this article, but then like re- when I was reading this article, I was like, actually, this is a pretty good visual description. Like, This is what it's like when you have no slack, right? And then when you try yeah. to fit more into your schedule, like something's got to give, there's just, there's no room. Yeah, that's pretty Also, cool. it's a capybara. It's pretty cool. <laughs>
1: uh...
0: <laughs> I have something else that we can discuss. That's not a meme. Here, I'll put it in the notion too. All
1: right. Oh, another Twitter link.
0: It is. This one's a Twitter thread, though. It's not a. It's not a capo bar.
1: Okay, okay, I'm pulling it up for you.
0: Yeah. So I don't follow this person uh, of the thread that you're about to pull up. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, I don't follow them, but I just came across this. I don't know. Someone shared it, and I I can read. I'll read a little bit. It's pretty long um essentially the broad strokes of it is that this is kind of like a contrarian take to the article this is kind of like yeah. the opposite this person is saying actually their argument for themselves like it's not necessarily like very prescriptive but like i found the author says like they found out i need to intentionally remove slack from my life they don't use the word slack but it's like yeah. I, I want to spend my energy in order to be motivated. Okay. So I'll read a couple of the tweets. Um, sorry, so start...
1: that one more time, they mm-hmm. want to, f- they want to spend their energy being motivated.
0: No, they want to spend energy in order to be motivated. Yeah. So their argument is that I have to do more. I have to actually like expend my energy in order to like, keep getting momentum. So it's like the opposite of the article, yeah. it's like not a, not a fan of sitting around doing nothing. Actually, we got to keep the gears going. Got to keep, yeah. on. keep on moving on. Um, yeah, so I'll just read it from the beginning a little bit. After years of floundering, I think I'm finally getting it. You get energy by spending it. The fuel tank metaphor is completely misleading. The body supplies energy to meet demand. The tank expands if you use a lot of fuel. In other words, biology is fundamentally anti-fragile. Placing heavy demands on a machine grinds it down. Biology, on the other hand, grows and strengthens in response to challenges, as long as they're not completely overwhelming. Uh, And then if you scroll down a little bit, okay, yeah, second from the bottom, what does not kill me makes me stronger is one way to express this anti-fragility point, but it is phrased too dramatically makes me think of passively befallen illnesses and accidents rather than active effort. Perhaps better, what does not overwhelm me makes me stronger. This is not a big issue for most people because they have a lot of external demands and responsibilities like working kids. I have more free time than most and I've spent it on rest, thinking it would help me get my strength back. Instead, it got me stuck in the shrinking loop. Yeah, so I, I saved this. I I say that, that this was from previously I, I didn't know the subject we were doing when i was like when i read this and i saved it and i just thought it was interesting because like i initially just didn't agree with it yeah because I, I do intuitively agree with the article that you shared that like it's important to have rest and have excess time and resources so that you can allocate it when you need it but this author who again i don't know and i'm not trying to like you know and, but I under I understand that what they're saying like works for them, but it it is it's interesting that it's like completely the opposite, like this idea that, oh, I need to force myself to do stuff because it makes me like he says, or she, I don't know, like they say, it makes me stronger. I'm better able to adapt to challenges.
1: Yeah. I mean, none of this happens in a vacuum, right? So much of it is influenced by a lot of things like, are you passionate about what you're working on? Do you have other priorities in your life? All all these things kind of come together, and I think it's hard for you to kind of pick either side because, you know, this dude, Gorm or whatever, like, I I agree with it because that used to be my mindset, but I also think that the Slack approach, to be honest, seems like a later-in-life strategy rather than an early-in-life strategy, Mm, while the Gorm one... The Gorm one is like, hey, you know what? In your early days, just grind because, like, that's the when you have the least responsibility, uh, you have the most energy to just like go try and do stuff. And I I would say that, like, looking back, that's kind of what a lot of my early life was like—just mindlessly doing, trying, like, grinding yourself down. But if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be in this other phase where I can even consider slack, Mm -hmm. right? So I think that that's something that. You know, we've said this before, it's like strategically, different parts of your life require different strategies, whether it's like your life, your company, or whatnot. Like, a lot of different things come into play, and you just need to be like cognizant of that.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, no, that is interesting. I take your point for sure. I hadn't really thought of that, but you're right. Because, like, I think if I'd been, you know, a fresh graduate and opted to take a lot of rest and have a lot of downtime, I do think it would have become apathetic. Yeah. Or, I wouldn't have grown as quickly.
1: Exactly. Like, you know, I think I think we have a lot of for me anyways, a lot of credit to just being kind of forged in like a blog, like environment where I'm writing like, I don't know, five posts an hour. And that was like, you know, obviously, quality was never good. But it kind of got the job done based off what was needed at that point in time. So like, that in itself, you know, that repetition, that ability to see what's good and what's bad is like uh, kind of what opened up the doors for other things in my life. That's just like the reality But um one, th- one thing I also think is interesting is that I have this, I think that, you know, this GORM approach, what's good about it is that it, it allows you or it puts you in the mindset to try a lot of different things and get a lot of experiences. And like, this is my, my sort of internal running joke is that, I personally feel like I have a pretty good palate like not a world-class I'm not a professional right but I've eaten good food I've eaten shitty food I've eaten a lot of food right (laughs) like if if you know me like if you ever go eat like yeah I pretty much have no I, I like I'll try everything um I've been fortunate enough to like you know travel a bit so like there's this this massive like repertoire of like food I don't know like food knowledge in a sort of casual way that then allows you kind of understand, oh, like I've had that before. I've had this place. and I'm like, what is good? What is bad? And it's, I think that in my experience, like on the flip side of like creative work, it's kind of the same thing. Like I'm never going to be the best sort of like editor, uh, photographer, all that, but I kind of know it all. And that in itself is a different skill set of being like this generalist versus being this um, some super specific tool. Mm. Right? So I went, I guess where I was trying to go with that is that even that itself has different roles and purposes, because I, I don't think the CEO of a company is necessarily someone who needs to know how to use Photoshop and be the best at Photoshop versus like someone who is like, hey, we hired this person because they're absolutely the best at Photoshop, right?
0: Yeah, but on the other hand, the CEO has to learn different skills, right? Correct. Yeah, um, yeah and I think actually you might like the last tweet of this thread that gorm wrote which is without life or death necessity to spur us into action we have to hold our feet to an artificial fire a conceptual conjuring a motivational imagination believed deeply enough to affect us but not so deep as to make us overzealous or possess and i mean this is a metaphor too right that gorm you know employs holding your feet to an artificial fire and I, i do really like the idea of like you know, this life strategy versus the Farm Street one is maybe applicable to different ages, different career stages, different Even different
1: roles. Like yeah, different yeah. roles within a thing, like, you know, like if you get brought in as an advisor, you're you kinda need to have Slack to be able to solve stuff for this person. Yeah. Right. But if yeah. you're like this is your company, you should probably adopt something closer to a form. But like this is one thing I've always personally like identified with and it kind of feels similar to sports is that the gorm approach is in some ways like working out and preparing and going to practice and training because what you build there hardens you and prepares you for like the real show right the real competition and like if you can find a way to self-sustainably create motivation internally then like it's it's incredibly powerful right because you don't need to worry about some sort of external pressure or someone telling you something before you get motivated.
0: That's so I true. think that's
1: that's the artificial fire where I'm not. Like I said, this is the one thing that people have asked me a lot about, like what's going to like upcoming. Right. And I I, I I run through a lot of scenarios and obviously there's a difference between you theorizing around something versus you experiencing it firsthand. But I think that, you know, one thing I've, I've learned is that just by virtue of being, you know, going through emotion in your head. And then also maybe, you know, doing some periphery, like knowledge or uh, research or whatnot, like that, that changes your experience when it does happen. Because like, hey, you know what, it's not entirely a surprise. I think surprises are difficult because if you're not prepared, as in you don't have time, resource, whatever, then they're really hard to overcome. But if you do it in a way where like, hey, I'm prepared um, because I've kind of I have enough contextual information, then it's like, hey, you know what, I'll, I'll find a way to deal with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, since we're, you're sort of alluding to your personal life and I can speak a little bit more directly because about my own personal life, because I was thinking about this is that I'm actually at a phase of, I hate, I do not like to use the word career because I feel like most of my working life was not planned. But anyway, what I do for a job right now, teaching, I've never had as much slack as I do right now. And I am in, I'm in an an amazing position, like I'm very grateful where I've just finished teaching a year. And like you said, like I have this contextual knowledge that I've, I've both the contextual knowledge from this past year of teaching, plus the slack of being on summer right now to properly prepare and I guess digest and consider, you know, what is coming up ahead. How do I make the most of my knowledge and time to Appropriately adjust my plans, and so I'm very, I'm very grateful for that, and like being able to recognize that I do have like the just, just the comfort of these additional resources right now. So it's a good, it's a good place to be in, for me. Yeah. The other thing I was thinking about when I was reading this article was whether you have any examples or can recall anything in history of companies. Okay. So not our own, not like Adam studios or Macon or the stuff we've done, but companies who've either made use of Slack effectively, not, not the product, but you know, having Slack or who are obsessed with removing Slack. Okay. Like hyper-efficiency. And I, I, I do have an example. Um, well, I mean, we can discuss whether this is a good example or not. But this was the example that came to mind here. I'm going to put it in a notion for you.
1: Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, two immediately come to hand.
0: Oh, you're yeah
1: Yeah, so I think the removing slack is probably like an Amazon, right? If yeah. yeah, yeah. their desire to just like optimize uh, logistics, all the other stuff. So I mean, you, you see the outcome is like, hey, you know, people are peeing and in bottles while they're sorting packages out, right? Dying. Like that, yeah, like all that stuff is, is terrible, right? Yeah. And then on the flip side, like this is maybe not the best one, but actually one that immediately comes to mind. Like I, I didn't, I didn't have to think very long, but so, Macon, when we when we launched this thing in 2016, we actually were um, working with uh, Instrument, which is um, a big agency out of Portland. Uh, shout out to those guys, Justin, JD. Up? yeah yeah yeah, let's do it
0: since we can
1: that's so true um see they also got acquired somewhat recently too
0: oh interesting yeah
1: maybe you can research that while i share this this tab for instrument but basically instrument the, the reason we were able to develop a brand with instrument was because they had sort of like a a program where they pulled people out of just their general day to day, like, let's say you're working on the Nike project for the last or a, a Nike running project for the last nine months. This was a chance for you to kind of like remove yourself from that world and also just do something a little bit more fun, a little bit more invigorating where maybe the financial expectation was reduced because obviously working on making and us, you know, in, in many ways doing it as a sort of like an exercise where we built this thing together, uh, it was just kind of like a thing where it was low, low risk. And I think they really enjoyed it and they were able to work with it and then uh, do something new that they were passionate about. So I think that's an example of Slack where you're, you're just sort of reacting to what's needed and building it at your own pace. I'm not yeah. sure if I did a good job explaining it, but it that's sort of like, like the, the whole outcome of making is because of Slack, not obviously the app, but like the ability to have Slack or create Slack
0: yeah yeah the existence of slack in many different people's lives actually
1: yeah
0: yeah if you think about it julia as well having julia huang of inner trend having slack in time and resources to give to making as well and launching it and being you know key in making that happen
1: yeah because ultimately you need to design that system or that opportunity to have slack yeah that's actually so important
0: yeah Um, Regarding the acquisition, which might have something to do with Slack or not, we have no idea, but it was bought out Portland-based instrument, sold a 51% majority stake to NBC Partners in 2018, and then in January 5th of this year, Stagwell bought our instrument for $160 million. Nice. Can you click on the Netflix link? Netflix recently firing the whole To Doom division after hiring them. So good. Oh. So, you probably heard about this uh, yourself. It was oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. A
0: month ago, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Just maybe over a little over a month ago. So, the news is that Netflix had an in house publication named To Doom. And they had attract. They had really actively um, s- sought out talented journalists from a bunch of publications, basically getting people to like quit their existing jobs for to do to do. Uh, but unfortunately, they laid off like a quarter of their staff.
1: Yeah, has you know. been a while alone. Load up. Oh,
0: that's fine. It's from TechCrunch. I'm basically explaining it is the same thing as in the article. Like, um, did a m- massive number of layout layoffs across the To Doom publication, and uh, a lot of people were very upset about this because they were like, "You got all of these like top journalists to quit their jobs for like what you said is yeah. this really attractive?" Yeah, you know proposition to do something like new and exciting over at Netflix. And now you're you just like unexpectedly laid everyone off. And I thought of this as an example of like a poor use of resources, like at a moment when they were flush thinking, okay, we're going to put all of this money, all of this time and human resources into like this new venture and then not like carefully planning out what happens if, you know, the amount of money time humans, we have like, yep. right. so just, yep. one example. I'm sure this happens, this happens across every industry. But this is just a recent bit of news. Yeah.
1: But yeah, I think I think ultimately, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, when it, when you kind of have the upside of, of Slack, it, it'll be clear, it'll feel a certain type of way, I think.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Earlier, what you said about um, learning—gosh, I can't remember exactly the way you phrased it—but basically, you have to have the uh, experience of trying new things in order to like keep trying new things. Something along those lines. I think that's actually the way it is with Slack too. Like maybe we can only currently plan appropriately, because we know what it feels like to be burned out.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: which is like kind of depressing. I like I don't even know if I truly believe in that, like, wouldn't it be better if young people never knew what burnout was, and so therefore could like schedule their lives accordingly. But then also another part of my brain is like, you have to know the worst.
1: I think for sure you have to know the worst. I think if you don't know the worst, or you don't push yourself, then like, the new baseline is always going to be lower. I mean, I have this quote. Like, I love this quote where it's like uh, there's this manager, like this this, uh, guy who used to play for Barcelona is now like their coach. And basically his argument was like if you as the coach or the manager ask your players for uh, seven and seven out of ten is sufficient, you end up with a five or six performance. But if you ask players to to provide you with a ten out of ten performance, you end up at like eight and eight is what you need to like win championships. Obviously another sports reference, but like, I think in general, it's like the higher you set the expectation, the higher you end up because obviously expectations aren't always achievable or you can't meet them. So I think that's always going to be the thing you have to be quite conscientious of is that aiming too high is, you know, recipe for disaster, but just finding that right balance.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I suppose with all like, you know, target practice, you can say, you you overshoot and you undershoot, right. But it's important that you do that in order to get the target, right?
1: Yeah. Should we close this thing out?
0: Are because we going to like- play GeoGuessr?
1: Yeah, let's move on to GeoGuessr.
0: Okay. How do you want to conclude talking about burnout, efficiency, Slack?
1: I mean, I think we can just go the usual route of ending off with a last passage, right?
0: Sure. I think yeah, that's probably sir. the
1: best way hold on a second. Oh, that's so, not it.
0: Sorry. So here
1: we have, I, I think this is pretty pretty strong. Being comfortable is sometimes being 0% busy. means we think about uh, about whether we're doing the right thing. This is in contrast to grabbing the first task we see so no one thinks we're lazy. I've been very, very guilty of this one before. The expectation of constant busyness means efficiency, creates pressure to always look occupied and keep a buffer work on hand. If we see our buffer shrinking and we want to keep busy, the only possible solution is to work slower. Um, And then trying to eliminate slack causes work to expand. There's never any free time because we always fill it up. So I think that that's pretty pretty important and critical. Uh, I think nothing nothing more needs to be said. It's it's just managing that, you know. Maybe it's not zero percent busy. Maybe it's thirty percent busy. Right? Do you have anything else you want to add?
0: No, I mean I'm I'm, I'm guilty of the same things as you. Or I'm guilty is a bad way to put it. But I've definitely made the same mistakes. You know, thinking that busyness means efficiency, thinking that I need to show up somewhere and just look like I'm doing the work, thinking that a full schedule indicates that I'm getting somewhere in life. Like all of these are not necessarily, I mean, they're good for growth, but they're bad in the long term. Like you can't constantly believe these myths about busyness and like the value of your work. Um, yeah. And I guess my final thought though is that like, to you and I, unfortunately, again, this is like a subject I feel like where we agree on most points. But like to you and I, the stuff in this article like makes a lot of sense and is like resonant, but I do think societally, it is hard to combat people who believe the other thing. Yeah, people who are gonna say, you know, why aren't you in the office so much? Oh, I just remembered actually, a good last thing. Just this morning, I saw a news article Elon Musk threatened. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. Did you see
0: this? Okay. This is my real last thing. Okay. Hang on. I took a screenshot of this. Okay. Elon Musk is demanding that his workers return to the office. Mr. Musk, the world's richest man, sent a pair of similar memos on Tuesday to push his employees at SpaceX, the rocket company he runs, and Tesla the electric car maker he leads to spend time in the office in his email to SpaceX employees mr musk told workers that they were required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week those who did not do so would be fired he wrote in the yep. memo which was obtained by the new york times the more senior you are the more visible must be your presence this is by ryan mack from the new york times right. um, yeah so i mean this is you you know exactly like what i said is that it's all well and good for us to say this and like to believe it and try to apply it to our lives, but definitely there's a lot of pressure to work this other way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we just jump into GeoGuessr?
0: Yes. For those
1: unfamiliar GeoGuessr is this game where you're provided like a Google map location and you have to guess where in the world it is.
0: So Eugene and I, since we're streaming now, we really wanted to, like, you know, he said this in the Megan Discord and also, you know, I privately wanting to do more visualization type stuff. Uh, I also said, you know, we should do fun things since we can do something a little bit lighter. And we came up with GeoGuessr. We, we tried this yesterday and Eugene really kicked my ass. So I'm really screwed.
1: All right, you can see my screen.
0: Wait, should I try to share my screen too so people can see both of ours? But then would yeah. that be cheating? Not that um, you need to cheat off me, obviously.
1: I don't know. Maybe I, I, hmm, how does that work actually? Yeah, we should probably figure out how that works. Anyways, I got to share my screen, right?
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I think ideally we share we both share a screen, but I might have to uh, switch. I Might have to disappear and come back, which is ambitious. We're gonna we're gonna try. We're gonna try. Okay, wish wish me luck. All right, here we
1: go. Oh yeah, here we go.
0: So. Waiting for Sharice to rejoin. Alright, you're back. On mute. I'm back. Are we showing right. our faces? Uh
1: yeah, I guess so. Alright. Which one do you want to play?
0: Um should we do a duel?
1: Yeah, I start I guess I let me just delete these old ones from that we're testing yesterday
0: are you are you sending me the link on
1: yeah i'll, I'll do it oh, give me one second oh. all right
0: all right friends be prepared to watch eugene completely run me over on this game
1: hey man you gotta have a positive attitude
0: i i am managing my expectations right now that's what i'm doing
1: all right. What do you want to do? You want to do live challenges? We have to do duels, I guess, to start. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let's do this one to start. And then I have to share this with you. Actually, where do I share?
0: How did you do it last time?
1: Uh, let me second. Yeah, that's a good question. Waiting for opponent. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Here you go. Sent the link over. All
0: right, my friend. Um, okay. Start listen, game. This is my concentration phase.
1: All right. So for people unfamiliar what happens is that whoever makes a selection will then have uh, the a timer starts a fifteen second timer starts for you to get it and it's basically a health based thing so the further you are the more health you lose all right let's do this oh my god where's this? The music's really good too, it's like sort of new age, like, who wants to be a millionaire? Just... Oh, where's this? Wait,
0: I need, to, I need to turn off my music for you guys. Okay, okay. okay I lost a couple seconds
1: there. No, it's fine because it doesn't start until... This one's gonna be a tough one.
0: Not that those couple of seconds are going to do anything.
1: People can see what my thing is, I think, if you were to
0: watch. I'm not I'm not I'm intentionally not looking at your screen. Don't worry.
1: Dude, it's tough. (laughs) This
0: is so dumb. You're like looking at my forehead because I'm like leaning into the computer. Oh, shit, you think can as guessed. Why would you do that to me?
1: I don't know man, it's impossible. This one's really hard.
0: I don't know what this language is. Oh, three seconds! Okay wait, I'm just gonna click somewhere random. Oh, and I click oh what was Malaysia? Oh, Fucked. Oh, the reason oh, why it's Indo because there's sorry. a,
1: there's a, what you call it? There was a, there was like a bunch of Indonesian flags. Oh,
0: I could see language, but I couldn't identify the language.
1: Dude, where is this? Ah, uh, let me see. This is like really, hmm. I love how like grandma leading into the uh I can't see I'm too focused. Okay. okay. I'm
0: entertaining me. the people who are like not looking at us, you
1: know. Yeah. It's tough, you can't uh, uh you know what? Dude, this is tough.
0: Okay, I'm gonna make a guess. I'm gonna make a guess. Oh wait, hold oh. on Guess
1: yet? I guess. Oh shoot! Shit! All right. Ah. Uh...
0: Not that I knew I'm them, right? Like I definitely don't think that's right. Incrementally through than you,
1: that's dude. That fair. was my other guess. Dude, I only was deducted like eleven from you. Dude, that was- that was my guess, it was either South America or- That was, weak or was like... for me.
0: I should have been more confident. I should have gone further south.
1: I- I thought it might have been South America. I've never been to Argentina, so I don't- Huh. All right, this might be relatively easy.
0: Damn.
1: Ah, you know what?
0: Damn, I was I only slightly further away I from you.
1: that. For some reason, I just I picked the one that was closest. To I German was trying language to apply pressure to you by water. guessing a little bit quicker. We're all pretty close, actually. Like you, you understand that we're six. We start with six thousand, so we pretty much have like full life. This one's tough. What's going on in your mind right now?
0: I'm thinking I know what part of the world, but not like a specific country.
1: Oh my god, good thing. I was actually very close to making a, a very different guess.
0: I haven't even guessed yet. I thought.
1: I haven't either, but.
0: Did you guess?
1: No, but I'm going to. I can't, the, the road's too bare. I can't see the signage.
0: I'm going to guess randomly. I'm just going to unplug pressure. To
1: Oh ho ho ho! Good thing I Oh sure. I'm not... I'm
0: not... What's going through my mind is I should really do something. With this... Damn it! Oh, fuck, you're so good! Holy shit!
1: Damn it! Oh, I should've I should've done better too.
0: Round 5, 0.25x healing. We have we didn't even reach round five yesterday because I sucked so much. No,
1: but that was different, that was a different game though
0: no that was duels we did do duels
1: no we did the one with the the big huge circle thing no
0: we did a duels remember and then i died in like round two i was so far off from here
1: dude wherever this is i don't want to go it looks sad. looks sad
0: Oh gosh, the options are pretty big. I'm just gonna guess.
1: What? 1.5x damage.
0: gonna be the end of Cherie, so that's This looks like where we were in round four. Gosh, you thought the previous one didn't have anything? This is less. I'm furiously trying to, like, move down this road.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm clicking like a... click
0: click 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 You guess? Going for it. You going for it. Where he I'm, I'm
1: not the funniest idea. Oh my god, where does he think this is? Where
0: does he think this is? Think this is? I'm, going to
1: be honestly, I'm honestly, gonna be
0: surprised.
1: Honestly, honestly. Oh man, I was so far off.
0: Wait, did you guess New Zealand too?
1: Yeah, I did. Me I did.
0: too. I guess New Zealand as well. Yeah. Going
1: to are
0: tied. Round 7, Crazy. double damage. Double
1: damage. Alright, McDonald's. Let's see where we're at here. It's always easier when there's like a, a strip mall or something.
0: Words make this a lot easier. This is really like kind of a linguistic thing for me. Cause it's not like I'm really gonna do this based off of like material. Try and read the sign.
1: This one's hard too. I only have a here. Alright, oh, damn it, I'm going in the wrong direction now. I'm down the highway, shit. Oh wait.
0: oh, 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 oh! oh. I think I might know a country.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh... Oh. Yes. It was hungry. You got hungry? Yeah. What was the witch what was, what was call up for hungry?
0: The giveaway was the domain name because I saw a website that oh, was on each year. Oh, yeah.
1: I, I got one of those two before. It was for either uh, Poland or something.
0: <laughs> I, I can see my own screen. I look so dumb because I'm just like leaning in.
1: Dude. I might actually lose if I write if I this wrong, I'm wrong.
0: Pressure's on. Are you actually gonna lose me. breath of at the rematch. We should bring in Nate, he's uh, even further. He would probably lose the At this game.
1: All right, I think I know what it is and it's very random, but I'm gonna go for it.
0: Really? i here again. I think it's somewhere around here. I am
1: gonna get here. Oh, wow! <gasps> Quite good. I was slightly closer! Bulgaria I was in- oh what? Oh man, oh. triple. Okay,
0: alright. I'm hyping myself up. I had low expectations. Streets, oh, I'm sure you also found. You guessed? How could you do that Brush to me? On. How could you do that to me?
1: It's actually, it's actually crazy because like, it really depends if you go in the right direction. I was again just oh. slightly
0: ahead of you. Unbelievable. Lightly ahead of you. Oh
1: my god. Oh my god. Uh... All right, this. Okay, we got some rocks. We
0: got some. This place looks nice, actually. I could totally see, like, going
1: on a road trip
0: here. Oh, man. This is tough.
1: This is going to have to be, like,
0: this is going to be a stab in the dark. Isn't it? I don't think if we go anywhere, like, you're actually going to reach, like, a clue. I really don't think so. But identify some rocks. We have some geologists on the stream, like, can someone tell me where where these rocks are found?
1: I, I don't know if this is the right one, to be honest. Hey guys, I looked. I looked at the, the angle of the sun.
0: You look at the angle of the sun. That's the better that me. Am I closer? Or oh closer? man. We both. We're on the round eleven. Damage. We're on round eleven. This is last week. Okay, we're. This is like the setting of that uh M. Night, shaman movie. I didn't watch it.
1: I think is... I'm, I'm just talking to this guy, you know. Um, I'm knowledge. frantically kicking to, to run across...
0: Running across the beach! Run, run, run! Okay, some humans. not helpful. Um, where do these trees go? Believe me, this is...
1: Dude, what is this? I have a
0: guess. Not that I'm really confident about it, but I think this is And I'm like, hope for the best. I'm not confident at all.
1: I want a Oh wow, we were both really off.
0: I guess the Philippines. What about you?
1: I guess uh, Spain. Oh my god, another one of these ones.
0: Is it just me or is this getting harder?
1: Yeah, it's getting harder because the ET rounds are over.
0: This theme is just like our forehead. Do oh. you think uh, that it is this part of the world?
1: Here. Here we really are. Oh, this could be the end of me. Oh my god, we both got around again.
0: We both were really close to each other. <laughs> Lol, I love how they just pr- like pr- ramp pr- up the damage, but because we keep guessing so far off the mark, that doesn't make a difference. But whoever wins it, like, whoever gets it, is basically going to get all of it. Because it's like 5X damage. I think they gave us an urban area because of Slack. Yes. yes. Okay, okay.
1: okay. okay.
0: Oh, I didn't put in my girl soon enough.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, I'm, anyway, I'm gonna hang next up
0: year. on you. Hang up on you out of frustration. Jesus Christ!
1: I was oh gonna get sweet, I
0: didn't click fast enough. I would have been closer to you. All good. This is the face of
1: defeat. Disappointment. All right, let's wrap it up.
0: I don't, I don't have the energy for it. Just you know, disheveled. you got you got pushed through. To push through disappointment. Okay, we'll be back back next week. Good place to wrap up for the day.
1: If you you're your script,
0: I am. This is a script. Am I supposed yeah, to wrap up off script?
1: No. We no, wrap no. up
0: GeoGuessr. I'm going to study in the next week. We're going to come back next week. We'll bring Nate on. Make it more exciting. Increase the competition. Uh, If you want to play GeoGuessr with us and you're watching this stream, you know, you're also welcome to come play. We can compete against other uh, Macon folks. All right. Anyway, if you're interested in hearing more about Macon, reading and listening to some of our stories, focused on the sights and sounds of creative culture, you can visit us at Macon.com.
1: You can also subscribe to us to your favorite podcast app and platforms. If you like this podcast, you can do us a huge favor by sharing this podcast with a friend or supporting us via patreon.com slash making.
0: Patreon members get access to the Making Discord where we talk about episodes of Making It Up and everything else going on in global creative culture. Become a member and join us in those conversations. I'm Eugene. I'm Sharice.
1: And this is making it up. All right. I'll see you next week, Sharice. Ending the stream.
0: Farewell.